0: Welcome to Found in Translation, a weekly-ish exploration of one fellow's translation of the Christian scriptures. One chapter, or this season, big idea at a time. I'm Brandon Rhodes, and across the internet for me is the translator himself, Brandon Johnson. Hi, Brandon. Hey, Brandon. Happy Happy Friday to you. Good to see you. Happy Friday. Yeah. Yeah. I am looking forward to this episode. It's, uh, it's a cringy phrase. To me surviving evangelicalism that we're going to talk about uh, and i'm looking forward to it it's going to be eternal life and you've got yeah. you've got a different take on what to do with that the greek there
1: yeah and i just want to point out like our tradition that we grew up in is evangelicalism but this the cringiness of how it's t- typically handled is not exclusive
0: you're right yeah <laughs> yeah yeah everybody almost everybody's used to that phrase is just a little wincy um, Well intended, just yeah. so we'll get into mm-hmm. that. Uh, yeah. So, we're going to be exploring, uh, we're going to have all this up on the screen here in a minute. If you're watching, if you're reading along, if you're listening, um, there's a link in the show notes uh, to whatever format you want to be able to read these things. Uh, it's going to be John 3 16 and 17, 4, 13 and 14, and 17 two and three. So uh, if you are uh, listening, it's a good time to hit pause and give those things a read. And uh, you know what? We'll be here. So let's start by unpacking why we experience this phrase eternal life with a, a sense of Disappointment, cringe, confusion, mm-hmm. eye roll. Uh, what's that phrase? What's the legacy of that phrase for you?
1: Yeah. I think one of the easiest ways to sum it up is the the saying that I've heard in different places talking about people being so heavenly minded they're of no earthly use. Yes. Um, it, it makes the point of everything, especially in John uh, being about an evacuation plan. Mm -hmm. Like, we gotta get everything make sure that you have signed on the dotted line so that you know where you're gonna be after you die. And I I don't think that's what it's talking about. And it makes it so that it makes it easy for people to think things like we can rape the earth for resources for immediate gain, because it's going to burn anyway. Right. Uh, or you know, instead of oh, we need to take care of all of creation. Weirdly, that's you know the original call from Genesis two, Genesis one and two is to, for humanity to reflect God's character to all of creation and care for the earth, care for each other. But somehow that's got turned around to creation doesn't matter; only where you are after you die matters. So we can do whatever we want to creation in the meantime.
0: Right. Right. Yeah. This uh, it's a big pattern I think in a lot of what we're finding in translation and um, the core story of the Bible uh, being, you know, the con- the conventional take on it is um, incarnation is a means to an end of escape mm-hmm. it's a like the, to caricature it is it's a very disembodied anti-earth religion right. and so salvation what could Jesus came here to do the meaning of the cross all that um, is yeah, an evacuation plan it's um, it's all going to burn anyway uh, mm-hmm. <clears throat> and Jesus is here to save your soul so you can um, be in a disembodied state for right ever um mm-hmm. so nowhere is that more casually and confidently uh dripped throughout the scriptures i would say than this language of eternal life it's really easy mm-hmm. to assume persistently that that is what the story is about uh right. when you see eternal life eternal life eternal life like we've been trained by 2000 years of beautiful tradition um to and particularly some of the emphases of the past couple hundred years to hear that phrase and take it to mean all these things like a very hellenistic or greek notion of right well particularly that humans are eternal beings that we're immortal so the question is what happens to us after we die and that's a very it's not a bad question it's a great question it's mm-hmm. uh also just not particularly jewish <laughs>
1: right right um, and that comes back to what we've well, talked before about it, the tradition the historical tendency towards anti-semitism in interpreting these things
0: mm-hmm.
1: and so somehow a very hebrew jewish story Got completely dismissed and ignored in favor of greek philosophy
0: yeah yeah
1: and that was just somehow okay
0: yeah because jesus is the the fulfillment of the jewish hope and beyond right um like full and falling falling to overflow um Mm -hmm. is the way that jesus fulfills those promises and the jewish hope is not an up arrow of evacuation but a down arrow of homecoming of the divine Mm -hmm. with god's people in a healed creation broadly the fulfillment there's all these things but like that's the the basic hope of it and that that would Mm -hmm. that and that it's the triumph of israel's god over other gods and other claimants for um what shapes us as humans Mm -hmm. to live the good life
1: right the life of the age perhaps
0: indeed yeah the the age of uh divine homecoming (laughs) and promise Mm -hmm. that's what it's about and that that's starting to tip our hand a little bit about where this is gonna go
1: right yeah yeah Yeah. i mean i mean that's the literal maybe it's a good time to talk about like what are we doing instead if we're not saying eternal life you know, mm-hmm. like it's the the Greek there is Ionias, where it is what gets translated as eternal.
0: Aeonias.
1: yeah, it's where we get the English word eon. Oh yeah, um, it means a really long time or an age. In, mm-hmm. in history or you know and and so that's the word that i've been using is age or and in this case it's a, an adjective so how long as long as an age age long is the word that i use mm-hmm. um, which has a ongoingness to it versus eternal eternity going back to like the greek philosophy of like timelessness Mm-hmm. which is not hebrew thought at all no. and we're gonna we need to keep coming back to centering this in hebrew understanding of things not greek greek culture it's greek language but this is not greek cultural thought
0: yeah yeah um,
1: and so that's that's where we're coming from and and it, it does contrast in other places not so much in john as much but the current age and the age that we're trying to form here trying to shape trying to to move into yeah um, the coming age is i think is how paul describes it Mm -hmm. at least in some places um it comes back to what we talked about in matthew with, with the jubilee the great jubilee where like not only every 50 years but this is just how we live which comes back to like garden and the fall where we didn't take care of each other and then Cain didn't take care of his brother to the point of murdering his brother and Jubilee is all about making sure that everyone's taken care of it's like am I my brother's keeper yes yes you are (laughs) and Jesus models that like instead of killing he's willing to die to promote life for everyone else and that's what characterizes age-long life: is we are all willing to give and be generous to everyone else to make sure that everyone has what they need, including me, because that's the kind of society we have created. Now, that's the, what characterizes the age that we're forming: is that everyone is cared for.
0: Mm-hmm. And that's what that's what uh, the world turned right side up. That's what the promises of God. That's what the homecoming of god looks like the dwelling of god is with humanity um the glory or renown of god uh mm-hmm. filling the earth as the water covers the seas like it's i pray that they may be one as we are one it's um
1: reversing the curse uh, of the yeah, tower of babel where it was yeah. unified right like it's all all of that
0: yeah Yeah, this cosmic kinship is is the homecoming and glory or renown of God. Um, So when we talk about, so that's that's the life of the age to come, the life of Mm -hmm. the promise. That's the phrase that you like to
1: use. uh, Yeah, yeah, I use age-long life, or it's traditionally eternal life. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Do you want to explain what what that comes from? Or yeah,
0: yeah. um, You'll see it in. In the beginning of Galatians, Paul references this present evil age. And so Mm -hmm. there's a tradition of scholars who identify that um, the way that the Jewish people back in that day sort of marked time was like we're in the present evil age where we've got the empire's boot on our neck and we don't really have quite Mm -hmm. a temple. We don't really have a a truly Jewish king. Like there's Yahweh is absent from the temple. Like all these, Mm -hmm. you know, the present shitty time <laughs> and right. and then there's like the age to come the age of resurrection messiah temple promise um vindication is god's people uh so like those are the two ways of marking things and they looked for the life of the age to come like when mm-hmm. will so that this this like apocalyptic sense of like the unveiling of the messiah and in, in the in jewish vindication that's the context that Jesus is walking in. Right. Right. And so the early Christian way of articulating that is there's like, it's not this discreet, like those of you, <laughs> those of you listening, like put your fists together in front of you. And then just, that's the contrast is like present evil age is one age to come is the other. And it, they're discreet. And what, what Christian promised or the way Christianity tried to sort that out is by just slide one fist over the other. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And you've got this overlap Mm -hmm. of the ages, right? Yeah, Um, already
1: and not yet, as some like to say. Yeah,
0: Yeah. exactly. And so this this basic scheme is also how people were much more used to hearing this language about the kingdom of God. Um, How the kingdom is here, but it's not. Um, That's kind of, it's the same basic thing. Like this, all these different terms and images for cosmic union with God is, um, you know, we've got the kingdom of God, eternal life, um, the messianic age, uh, new creation, Mm -hmm. right? Um, Shalom. Uh, uh, Brother Randy Woodley, uh, an indigenous scholar uh, who lives not too far from you, um, he -hmm. talks about, uh, the harmony way. Mm-hmm. You know, these are um it's like yeah, the, the First nation's
1: uh, translation, the good road. Um,
0: the good road, yeah. Yeah. They, yeah. Yeah, it's it's fantastic. And they're all um they're not synonyms, but they're all pointing at the same thing, kind of from different angles, emphasizing different things. It's like the um parable of the, you know, multiple blind people um touching different parts of an elephant. One the one of them thinks it's mm-hmm. uh um a big rope but it's actually like the trunk and another one's touching like the side of the elephant but it's actually a wall another one thinks it's a pillar but it's the leg and on it goes um all these terms are describing some total hope of cosmic union
1: right looking at it from different angles to get yeah. one big idea yeah
0: yeah and even even mm-hmm. that way of me saying it as cosmic union i i don't think hardly any of the people back then would have described it as that but the way christian hope and in certain strains of judaism through the ages reflected on things and matured about what the the, the shape of their hope mm-hmm. that's it, kind of a mystical shorthand for it yeah but it's very earthy it's very bodily so if you mm-hmm. contrast kingdom of god and its implications like in particularly in the other three gospels the synoptics you know there's um it's earthy it has there's justice it's political it's economic um and then you contrast what people think of with eternal life and it's disembodied and ethereal and after you die not while you're alive has
1: nothing to do with now
0: yeah it's individual and private it's not social and shared and communal Right. Um, but what we're saying is they're both, <laughs> both of these phrases are actually talking about that same age to come and our mm-hmm. are, are, uh, is, uh, it gets at the best, like mystical and affective and interior energies of this kind of caricature of eternal life. <laughs> but it's yeah. fundamentally part of a bigger picture of, um, that we of what we usually associate with Kingdom of God, earthy justice, political communal, right, yeah, liberation and healing, <laughs> and that's what we're that's what we're bringing into how we're reading, um age-long life, or right. the life of the age to come, depending on which Brandon you're listening is talking. That's right, <laughs>
1: yeah, and I think life of the ages to come is a good way to get at what we're talking about. The is a translation. It's like, it works where it shows up as that in the Greek in other places, but in John, that, that just phrase isn't the Greek phrase. Yep. But, but I have no issue with with that as how we talk about it. Thank you, sir. Yeah. <laughs> and I just want to also point out, like, anywhere we're talking about age, long life, or really, really long life is kind of the the, the essence of it it's it's always every time it's a reference back to deuteronomy um in the like choose life Let's see I, I pulled up here like but if your heart turns away from uh turns away and you refuse to listen and are so misled worshiping other gods and serving them i'm telling you right now that you will definitely die you will not prolong your life
0: mm-hmm. from-
1: which in the Septuagint, it's using these kind of same kind of language um, there. You will not prolong your life on the fertile land that you're crossing the Jordan to enter and possess. I call heaven and earth as my witness against you right now. I have set life and death, blessing and curse before you. Now choose life so that you and your descendants will live by loving the Lord your God, by obeying his voice and by clinging to him. That's how you will survive and live long on the fertile land the Lord swore to give to your ancestors, to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Every time Jesus talks about age-long life, this is what he's calling to mind every time. Yes. It's this communal, the entire people living together in a way that's thriving and caring and promoting life for all like you mentioned it's not this individual very private what happens to my soul after i die it's what shape are we building that brings life to the entire community of creation really it's not even just israel or just the church it's israel and the church are the agents that build a way of life for all of creation that promotes life
0: yes the problem that god is addressing is not that you are a shithead the problem is that we are making this a shithole (laughs) right yeah yeah the problem is the pollution of our habituation towards death and alienation Mm you know in a universe that whose grain errs towards increasing complexity novelty and uh communion let's jump into the bible turn yeah, with me it. in your pdfs <laughs> to and share thy screen uh to john 316 which we've talked about once before I, and we're gonna have like a whole episode on it but like <laughs> there's yeah. so much there and it's so great right. how so many of us know this uh know the bible
1: yeah so here we are Give a um, little bit of, a couple of verses of context here but uh focus in on those phrases um just like moses raised up the snake in the wilderness it's necessary for the son of humanity to be raised up so that everyone who trusts him will have age-long life. You see, this is how God loved the whole world. He gave the one-of-a-kind Son so that everyone who places their trust in him would not be lost to death, but would have age-long life. God did not send the Son to the whole world in order to put the whole world on trial, but so the whole world would be liberated through him. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God.
0: Yeah, this passage is so has been so gripped (laughs) and squeezed tightly by um, traditions that put so much emphasis on saving souls, conversion, um, and it's and it's that evacuation Mm -hmm. paradigm. Yep. you know like you just see you see bumper stickers and you know it used to be like people holding up signs at like baseball games it says john 3 16 like if people just read this then they will know the core of the gospel message is that god did something with jesus so that you can go to heaven mm-hmm. it's actually god did something through jesus so that heaven could come to earth
1: right yep Right in the, the Lord's Prayer. we're getting into that too. Yeah. On earth Jeez, as it we didn't is in even heaven. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. Heaven on earth is a good summary of what we're getting at here with like age-long life.
1: Right. Yeah. Life that lasts mm-hmm. forever. Now, we didn't get into that phrase, but that shows up related word mm-hmm. of. Where what traditionally is forever is really three Greek words, Aestan Eona, meaning literally for or throughout the age. Hmm. Um, and then if you emphatically negate that traditionally never, it's something more like absolutely not for the age or throughout the age.
0: Uh-huh.
1: That shows up a bunch too, but it's this this idea is like, yeah, it's not just endlessly. There is kind of an indefinite, because it's not specifying the amount of time, but it's just during this kind of indefinite future time yeah. that we're trying to shape, that we're trying to get to here, this is the way it's going to be or not or absolutely not be in the case where it's being negated.
0: Yep. Yeah.
1: the life if you can get the expectations of we love one another we care for one another we do take responsibility for contributing Mm -hmm. to the entire community's needs and not just my own then Mm -hmm. it becomes a, a system that instead of being about competition and only a few get while the rest give it's everyone contributes to everyone getting Mm. what they need and that's life that there's thriving in that that's what it's talking about and jesus models that way teaches that way goes to extreme lengths to to create to kick off the creation the new creation where that's the way that
0: things are. Mm. Mm Right. And that all sounds like socialism. It does. It does. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Go with that. (laughs) Yeah.
1: I think the difference is that it's instead of being mandated by people who have more power, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: it's being formed into the character of how everyone experiences relationships in life and meeting like there's there is a difference between communism as a government structure and life of the age to come as everyone realizing this is how things are best Mm -hmm. and trusting trusting christ but that's Mm -hmm. that we can live that way and
0: have it actually be good yeah yeah Mm anarcho-socialism for the win absolutely yeah anarchist in the sheets, socialist <laughs> on the streets. There you go. Levitical <laughs> with the meats. Uh,
1: <laughs> I think I think it's a good time to transition to the next. Yeah, sensation. yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir.
1: Okay. Yeah. So now part of the reason I wanted to have this one be what we talked about next, when we're looking at chapter four, the what, we just were looking at was in jesus conversation with nicodemus who was a wealthy spiritual authority in the community uh, a, a powerful man mm-hmm. who was supposed to understand and then didn't get it and jesus like let me break it down for you and he was still went away confused right um whereas the very next chapter which i like we've talked about before, chapters didn't exist in the original, right? There was no break between these stories. So in the next story. In the very next story that's placed there in the narrative on purpose, we have Jesus in instead of encountering one of the most powerful supposedly religious righteous people who doesn't get it. Now we have the least powerful person you can probably imagine in this time. It's a an unmarried woman from the despised Samaritan people. Mm-hmm. Uh, no power, no privilege, no resources, barely surviving at the goodwill of a man who's not her husband.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: We don't know any of the details of what that relationship actually entailed, but yeah, not ideal. Um and she gets it, and she gets it quick. Um,
0: mm-hmm.
1: But these these verses here that I'll, I'll read in a second are from the beginning of Jesus starting to to explain to her. And she's a little confused at first, questioning, but it doesn't take long for her to like, okay, I, I'll take, I'll trust you. Um, it says, everyone, Jesus is telling her in response, everyone who drinks from this water will be thirsty again, Jesus responded but whoever drinks from the water I give them won't be thirsty throughout the age. Instead, the water I will give them will come up, come to be a spring of water gushing up toward age long life. Yeah. Yeah. And she's like, okay, I'm in.
0: (laughs) I'm in. Yeah. Yeah. She's, it immediately clicks. Like her, I mean, yeah. Talk about intersectional identity there she's got a compounding stack of suffering and marginalization right. and exclusion and disempowerment and she she sees right to it and gets it mm-hmm. and the it here with your translation is yeah that life of new creation of heaven on earth of a time of promise and divine homecoming and vindication of um the suffering and sufferers you know that's a big mm-hmm. part of this hope is the vindication of those who suffer right that makes so much more sense about what the kind of thing jesus and her would be talking about than mm-hmm. i will give them the water i will give them will come to be a spring of water gushing up toward Living forever when you die. Like, what the hell are you talking about, dude? And she's like, (laughs) okay, cool. Yeah, (laughs) that's friggin' dope. I'm gonna go tell people about it. It's like, it's actually better than that.
1: Yeah. I mean, he's already living the age, the life of the age to come in this story by talking to her at all. She's like shocked. He's like, Why why are you talking to me? You're you're a Jewish man and I'm me and he's like and (laughs) like but everyone else would have refused to even speak to her let alone have her he's asked he asks her to give him some water and let alone touch something that he's going to put into his body like absolutely not but jesus is breaking down those divisions oh man in real time in the story
0: Mm mm-hmm yeah, there's if you if you uh, go through um, oh gosh what is first uh, John the first of three letters that are remembered in the Christian scriptures that are was written either by the same author of this book or their friends. Um, there's so many points where it's Jesus is eternal life, is the age long life, is heaven on earth. If you want to know. Mm-hmm what eternal life looks like look not just at what comes after jesus but what comes in jesus Mm -hmm. Um, eternal life is this human fully alive right it's profound And,
1: (laughs) and it it choosing life promotes more life jesus treating her with dignity and respect as an equal Mm -hmm. And then telling her like, look, this, the the stuff I'm, the way I'm treating you right now, that's the way everything can be. Yes. Share, share, let other people do that for other people and let other people know that that's possible.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And she does. Goes and like convinces half the town just by like telling them what happened. And then Jesus is talking in the next verses that I have on the screen here. To the disciples, who were also confused as to why he was talking to her, (laughs) they're still not getting it. They're still thinking in terms of, well, us Jews need to be liberated from the Romans. Mm -hmm. Not everybody needs to be liberated from division, period.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, It's about winning, not a new kind of union. And justice. right
1: right yeah. and then so jesus tells the disciples after she's gone and shared the news and half the town has heard the story and gone okay we're in uh whoever harvests and gathers the crop for age-long life receives pay so that the one who plants and the one who harvests can celebrate together there's no difference mm-hmm. right for in this, the saying is true, that one plants and another harvests. I sent you to harvest what you didn't tend. Others have tended it. The Samaritan woman.
0: Yeah, and you yes. have joined
1: in their labor.
0: It's uh, really funny.
1: <laughs> I think we tend to assume that it was like the prophets from the Hebrew Bible or something that he's talking about there. And, and, and that's not untrue. But it's said here for a reason. The reason he says that sentence in this story is because it just happened in this story yeah the the samaritan woman the disenfranchised person that shouldn't be the hero of the story is the first person in this entire book who proclaims the good news who shares the triumphant message about the age-long life about christ when it should have been nicodemus it should have been but he doesn't he doesn't even understand it enough to be able to
0: and then the disciples circle the wagons and
1: and the disciples are also just as confused as nicodemus yeah yeah and this woman gets it and he's like yeah follow her lead
0: so good man nothing throws more shade than the sun uh (laughs) because that is some that is some dark shade (laughs) <laughs> throws yeah. out. Of, but it's not even like he's like talking shit about them. He's like in the counterintuitive way of age long life is following this person who in your eyes wrongly claims inherit divine inheritance. The stone the builders rejected is becoming the cornerstone. Right. Follow the intersectional woman here, like mm-hmm. the like the unemployed indigenous woman,
1: yeah. Let's what? start talking about union. <laughs> this is a good place to to transition here.
0: Yes, sir. So we're going into John seventeen, and you've got one through three up on the screen.
1: Yep. Jesus talked about these things, and after looking up to the heavens, he said, Father, the time has come. Make the praiseworthiness of your son known, so that the son would make your praiseworthiness known. Just like you gave him responsibility for all the family, so that he would give age-long life to everyone you have given him, which is, like, everyone. Mm -hmm. (laughs) This is age-long life, that they would know you the only trustworthy God and the one you sent, Jesus Christ. Word this the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Yeah, as we were talking about, what are we going to talk about today? Like you pointed out the word no as being yeah. significant here.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So in uh, in Jesus's uh, family language, of hebrew um the word for to know is yada which is also the word for to have sex it's conjugal there's it's intimate it's relational Mm -hmm. um
1: there's a a deep intimate knowing yeah it's a a deep intimate
0: knowing there's there's there there's carnality there's heart like you can kind of That's kind of the fun part of Hebrew is because of all these double meanings um, and idioms. (laughs) They we have permission to sort of like let play around with that. Like the rabbis do that all the time Mm -hmm. to like discover more things about the divine. Is Mm -hmm. trusting the um, the polyphony of just a given word, Uh, Mm -hmm. and in this case, we can carry that forward. Although this is in Greek. It's the same Greek word. It's the Greek word has kind of a connection, right? Uh, It's the
1: word that gets translated with that same meaning. Like there are different ways in Greek to say to know, and this word genosko, is the one that gets used when it's that same intimate, potentially sexual,
0: deep, yeah,
1: experiential knowing.
0: And this is age-long life. This and this is. the life of cosmic union—that
1: mm-hmm. they would
0: yada—that they would deep, intimate, unitively know, not just be friends with, mm-hmm. not BFFs, but yada. Yeah,
1: uh, yeah. That it they makes they me would... think of that Deuteronomy passage that now choose life so that you and your descendants will live by loving the Lord, your God, by obeying his voice and by clinging to him.
0: Ooh, yeah. Like there is a clear trajectory towards divine union from the start, from the earliest memories of Jesus's people. And we've got it right here. This is age long life that they would know you, that they would union with you the, the, you want to talk about the age of cosmic union, it's that they that they would have a union with you right now and the one you sent, Jesus Christ, right. Not just living mm. inside your heart, but yeah, participating in the same life together.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and knowing the son so you can know the Father. Mm-hmm. It's all like that's how we know. God, yes. in that deeply intimate way that cl- helps us cling to Him and to age-long life, is by knowing deeply Christ, looking to Christ to know what God is like, who God is, what what div- being divine is all about.
0: Oh, it's so good. Yeah, these uh, these ideas are really kind of braided together um the the descent of god the homecoming of god into creation and in is being shown here to be like that's the stuff of the core of christian spiritual formation mm-hmm. of personal formation of discipleship sanctification whatever word you want to use whichever part of the elephant you're touching here right mm-hmm. uh is is this is all this right here. It's not about getting saved from being a shithead.
1: <laughs> right. Yeah. And it's not about like, we have to work really hard in order to earn going to heaven when we die. Oh shoot. We can't actually do that. So Jesus died and did all that work for us so that we can go to heaven when we die. it's like, no, 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 no. We are participating. We become little Christs. We Yeah, our christ's body he's at the head like there's this you know we are one with christ Mm
0: -hmm. and
1: we do that with each other in relationships it's not just coming out of us working really hard we receive it first we received it the samaritan woman received it from jesus and shared it with the rest of her village we receive it from christ In a lot of ways from other people from scripture Mm -hmm. from prayer from all sorts of things and then we internalize it and share it and then the people we share it with receive it and share it and it just grows and grows as life does
0: i like the bible sometimes Mm -hmm. (laughs) um you know This has been a very good conversation uh i hope you all have found a lot of life an age-long amount of life in this talk um the easiest way to support founding translation is to leave us a rating or review on whatever app player website you are enjoying this on youtube facebook or uh your podcast player uh please leave us a rating or a review, especially Apple Podcasts, that helps everybody. It makes it easier for more people to join uh, and find the show. So the second best way to support the show is to become a sponsor. You can do that for just $5 a month. When you do that, you get comment access on the Translations Google Doc, so you could be interacting with each of us as well as other listeners, and you get the satisfaction of knowing that you are supporting exceptionally nerdy, independent media. You can find the link to join the community in the show notes. The music you're listening to is by Kevin McLeod at Incompetech.com. Found in Translation was produced by Perry FM on unceded Chinook and Kalapuya land. Goodbye, Brandon. Bye, hey, Brandon. Bye, everybody.